Welcome to the 122nd episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined today by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz. Uh, Chad, what's your what's your title? <laughs> I don't even know. Publisher, I think. Are you, are you playing a video game over there? What are, what are you doing? Yeah, video game. All right. I like video games. And Chronicle reporter Isabel Vanderstoop, and we're joined in spirit by sponsors Summit Funding and The Roof Doctor. How's everybody doing? I'm well. Also well. I'm really good. I'm okay. only here for like two seconds, so you guys can address the elections, and then I will come back after that's over, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to mute Chad uh, so he doesn't, uh, you know... I don't know. I don't know. What, what's the what's the concern that you'll like? Who knows? I guess okay. maybe I can well, affect the a, vote now. He's had involvement in the elections, and we're trying to be journalistic. I guess a little a little above board. All right. Yeah. Um. First, before we get into the news, I wrote down an announcement real quick. I we just sent out a bunch of letters to churches and granges and whatever else across Lewis County, but. Um, if your organization of any kind is hosting a Thanksgiving or Christmas meal, please email us and we will add them to a roundup to be list to be a roundup list to be published ahead of both of the holidays. Um, my email is isabel at cronline.com. It spells Isabel at cronline.com, correct? Yeah. Isabel. I like the new Chronicle standard of email addresses are now just your first name. Yeah, it's at easy. It's a Coralie Taylor innovation. Yeah, yeah I like for that. sure. It's. I'm still E. Schwartz, though. Grandfathered in. Good for you. We had four Eric's at the time that this change was made. That's true. There was a lot of Eric's. <laughs> Too many Eric's, someone said. I'm the only one. Yeah. I think they made the change because there were going to be 10 Chad T's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Chad's are all now Chad T69 at Cronline. Right, 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 right. I'd like to reach him. Uh, shall we do... Last week, we now... Oh, well, News is coming. It is news time. <laughs> we'll reset there. So last week we announced the Goat Rocks fire had essentially ended just in time for a massive structure fire in Winlock. Would somebody like to tell me what happened in Winlock? I saw the pictures. It looked... Don't say dangerous. lit. I thought you were going to say lit. No. Thank you. Well, so you're the one who thought lit. Well, I stopped it. it was Fess a, up. It was a... Yeah. Well, safe. the headline that we published um, and now have on the updated story is officials detail harrowing response to Winlock Blaze, remaining structure to be demolished. And I thought Schwartz could take this one. Uh, do you want to tell us about being the this is fine meme on election night? Oh, yeah, it was all good. We had obviously election night pizza last night. Thank you, Chad. Uh, I don't know if Chad knows he paid for that yet. Also, thank you, Tiki Tap House, best of Lewis County. You can still get your copy up front. But the fire, we were, what it was probably about 8.30, 9 o'clock, maybe a little later than that, we started getting word that there was a large building on fire in Winlock. Um, and so, of course, Jared Winselberg, our photographer, was down there right away, but he was halted by a jackknifed semi-truck on 505 that was also slowing the response to the fire. Um, but eventually got down there, and like Aaron said, really good photos, really good video. You can check that out on cronline.com. It's all with the story. Um, and it was the uh, Haunted Hostel Bed and Breakfast Hotel um, that caught fire. It's a historic building in downtown Winlock. Um, and, yeah, it looks like the fire started on one of the upper floors and quickly just consumed the whole top two floors, maybe. Sounds like the bottom floor was not damaged or wasn't heavily damaged. 
Um, but first fire district 15 firefighters showed up. They were the first ones on the scene, just two of them. Um, and some frightened residents, they estimated about 30 had gotten out, but thought maybe there was somebody up on the second floor. So these two guys, uh, well, it says two, two persons. So these responders like crawled below the smoke, um, into the heat to check for, um, people that were still in the building up on the second floor, didn't find anyone and came back down. And then I assume that's when the cavalry arrived from damn near every fire district in Lewis County, it sounded like. Um, Real shoe-ins for Hero of the Week. Yeah, I would say easy, so. Easy pick, yeah. If it weren't an election week, it would be n- no competition whatsoever. But <laughs> we know there's another there's another <laughs> finalist this week. How did, uh, how'd you guys get word of this so quickly? Uh, actually, it was Liz Hill. Uh, she shoots photos for us. She does a lot of other stuff for us now, a too. A couple people, I think. That was where I tips. saw it. Yeah, but... It was. It's one of those things that it's so big that yeah, it was like, all over the place. Everybody starts talking about it and telling us about it. Like, hey, you gotta get down here. But yeah, it was really, really crazy night. Like, we also all just happened to be in the office anyways because of the election. But wild time. But really thankful nobody was hurt. It was all said. It was really good news. I mean, the fact that it didn't just collapse on all of Winlock and that these people got out safely and they were able to actually like stop the fire before it totally demolished the entire building. I mean, if the building had fallen, there's no telling like the power grid would have been damaged for a while or all these other effects. So really thankful for how that played out. It's really scary. There was a lot of cooperation too. Twin Transit sent some buses down to act as warming centers. Um, Lewis County Emergency Management was there. Um, it sounded like everybody just worked together extremely well, just not to just make sure the fire was out, but to make sure the people that were there were cared for. Red Cross as well. And isn't that what Lewis County does That's best? That's what Lewis County does best, <laughs> baby. It should yeah. be on the logo. It was hot. Yeah, it was hot. Lewis County, Washington's best county in yeah. an emergency. <laughs> we react the best when things are on fire. <laughs> also, don't use our logo. Yeah. <laughs> For anything. That's actually part of the logo itself. Could be. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got a trademark in the corner, or it should. All right, should we jump into elections? Yeah. See ya. All right. Uh, the first one, the big one. Rob Snaza leads Tracy Murphy in the Lewis County Sheriff's Race. I'm seeing this for the first time, people. <laughs> Uh, you get all your election no- news from the podcast that you host. <laughs> I do. I was listening to last week's. So it's getting refreshed. Must be real convenient. Uh, Snaza has a fifty-two point seven one percent. That's share. actually not updated per. It's the a last. little different, but it's close it, enough. It's very close. Yes. Do we have? Well, do we have an updated number? Um, if I pulled up the new number, uh, we don't have time for that. <laughs> it's a it's a close race. Uh, is this as close as you guys thought it would be? Uh, I thought uh, he gained some, uh, Murphy that is, gained some ground since the primary. I mean, just numbers-wise, you could see. Um, but I don't think it was drastically off from where I assumed it would be after kind of the home stretch of the campaign. Yeah, I would... Definitely made up a lot, for sure. Yeah, it was close to, what, 60, 40? It was closer ballpark. to, like, 60, 30-something. I mean, it was it was not exactly that, obviously, but it was... Yeah, it was a pretty big gap that he definitely closed. I mean, I think there were a lot of waves in this last in the last one, but um, yeah. I would say I was sure. not a huge fan of a lot of the uh, tactics down the home stretch from the Murphy campaign. Um, I, I let's see how do I say this? 
Chad Taylor, the reason he stepped out, they own the Silver Agency and they do some work for some candidates, uh, Snaza being one of them. And that was something we were aware of um, starting off. Like, that's just something they do. We are also aware in the newsroom that there's no sort of, that doesn't affect us at all. Um, we run our own stories and everything. Um, but it was my first time kind of being exposed to a, a, a campaign that would be willing to go there, like on every single case. Um, so... I did not enjoy having my credibility dragged through the mud. Um, I mean, literally, <laughs> where's your journalistic integrity, the Chronicle? Um, I didn't enjoy seeing stories that weren't really stories in the Lewis County News, like down the stretch. It didn't, I mean, you, you can't say someone's under investigation when they're not <laughs> and expect to not get called out for it. Um, so those are just a few comments on, on those races. We knew what was going to happen. We got a message in March from... Um, an individual that works for that campaign, basically putting us on notice. Um, and then it wasn't long after that, that we had the famous candy comment followed by a two page ready to go press release, um, saying we don't have integrity anymore. So I don't want to make it all about us, but I do want to note that yes, you ran an aggressive campaign, but you also did some things that I don't think were exactly right down the home stretch, regardless of whether or not you feel Snaz is doing poorly as sheriff. Hot takes. Wow. That was, that was some hot takes. Yeah. Thank you for Good for your... you. you. You've been waiting to get that off your chest, I yeah. feel like. I mean, on, on the upside, he closed the gap. That's great. I mean, it it's is. a campaign, and we're not victims. And also, we own the fact that the Taylors also own the Silver Agency. We also know in-house it doesn't impact our reporting at all. I wouldn't work here if it impacted my reporting. I'd be gone immediately. And I think it's ironic because there's a member of that campaign, or at least someone who works on that campaign, that knows me very well and knows that about me. Um, so that made it all the more frustrating. Yeah. Um, my reaction to like the numbers and everything is it's in, in like professional sports. If this were a professional sports thing, you would say that Snaza is now coaching for his job. Sure. Uh, he's, he's gotten a little bit of a scare and things have been, he's gotten a look at what happens when a, you know, fairly qualified challenger comes out and kind of puts it to him and the last few months have probably not been great. Maybe not the most impressive sheriffing we've ever seen, I guess. Um, and hopefully this will be a wake up call and it'll be a little, uh, you know, focus on things and get back to business and you we know, just, try harder at sheriffing and maybe do a little less politicking. We just got this news release about the um, East County Sheriff substation project that we, we got it on Tuesday morning, which was election day. And we were like, yeah, we're not going to like run that right now. Timing. But, it, but, did get, but then, it did get passed on Monday. Right. So. But yeah, no, it, it definitely was news. And I, we have it in the upcoming edition and it's online now, but I do kind of nod in the bottom of the story. Like this was a hot topic during this race. And it's possible that that like preempted this being pushed forward or like, I, th I think it's safe to say that a competitive race like this pushes issues that people want to see and it gives it gives electeds a better pulse on how the community feels about their leadership and that's an important factor in this and so obviously like I'm glad for Murphy's role in that. I agree with you on that too. And I think a lot, there's a lot more engaged citizens now that maybe didn't know what Jaina did for instance before sure. all this started. Um, they know that now. And like you mentioned, the substation that did 
seem to become an issue after the campaign. I know he, Rob says he's been working on it, um, but it sounds like that's going to happen now. I think everybody on the East End can agree that that's a good thing. And I don't, can't remember another campaign where you had a challenger push so hard and be so aggressive on so many different fronts, um, so publicly as well, um, and then not win, but maybe still see the benefit from it. Because I've compared the race to Jonathan Meyer and Michael Golden back in like 2009, 2010. Um, and that was an aggressive race, but Meyer ended up winning, so he could come in and you know institute his changes. But yeah, exciting race. Yeah, you know what? It's important every once in a while to get out there and smack your local elected officials on the ass and <laughs> kind of be like, "Hey, can, come on, do some stuff." And hopefully, <laughs> that's ultimately, what this is. I tried to kind of highlight this in my coverage as best I could, um, and in like our interviews with them on the podcast. But ultimately I had a lot of trouble finding like real value differences between those candidates. I think they both had a sense that they wanted to be tough on crime. They both had the sense that they wanted to be fiscally responsible and follow these other like tenants and goals, right? Like there were the, the race was focused on a couple issues, which were, including the JNET and substation, a couple of those things, rather than like more political values, et cetera. And I think that sort of gets lost in a competitive race and really like what they have in common is probably a lot more than what they have apart. And I think it's sort of safe for me to say that from my editorialized perspective now that the race is like wrapping up. So I don't know. I just have been thinking about that the whole time. All right, uh, moving on. Scott Brummer leads Harry Baguandin in the Lewis County Commissioner District 3 race. Um, how close is that one? Is it in... It's a pretty hefty lead is what a, I called a, it in the story. a notable lead. Okay. It's like 57 I think you could go ahead and say Brummer won that one. We try to be super, super careful on election it? night, um, but with a second count in and nothing really changing, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're both uh, they're they're both fine candidates, I guess. I don't know. I don't feel extremely strongly about either one. Again, hard to point out some differences. I did yeah. enjoy uh, the the quote you got from Bremer last night. He said, "Harry still got a lot of votes, and I want to be the commissioner for those people too. I want to go to work for everybody in the county, not just those that were in support." My hat is off to Harry. He did a great job. God, I always think, with the hat. I think we <laughs> set a pretty high bar. We showed that a race could be run positively, and we could be cordial with each other. And that's what I mean. We saw that in the the Chronicle editorial debates. They totally. They were totally cordial. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really liked that. that quote as well. And um, another thing I really liked was he talked about how, because he's a pastor, he knows that people are going to be really critical of him if he takes a super, like, um, antagonistic approach. And he said, like, as a pastor and someone who's seeking elected office, I know that I will be scrutinized, and I think that's a good thing. Like, and that's what people should do. And I just thought that sort of openness to receiving people's perspectives shows a good quality of listening in someone who's probably going to be elected for a commissioner. All right. Our next race, Marie Glusenkamp Perez leads Joe Kent in the first count for the third congressional district. I feel like we should throw in the butt here. Yeah. The almighty butt, indeed. The almighty butt. Yeah. Uh, things could change after the next count. We've seen it before. So yeah, you mean yeah. to tell me you didn't bring a soundtrack in for this election like you did for the primary where you, know you seem to be mocking Joe Kent I and celebrating his demise? I wish I would have had time to put something together. Um, that was probably the highlight of the last podcast we had after an election. But no, I don't have any musical cues uh, 
drawn up for this one. Maybe next week? Maybe next week, yeah. What came out in the print headline was too close to call, basically. And I would say that stands even now with the more recent updated numbers. But basically, there's... um, Well, as of earlier this morning, there was approximately 99-ish thousand ballots left to count throughout the district. And um, as we saw in the primary, Kent was getting more of the later votes. And though he was behind Glusenkamp-Perez, it's very possible that there's still enough out there for him to pull ahead. But she's got a significant enough lead as well that the race, like I said, too close to call. It's just very tight and interesting. And um, yeah, we'll keep updating on that. I was going to say that she... Uh, he cut the lead down to a little less than 10,000 votes, but I just updated it, and she's now up again by 12,000 votes. Um, so I don't know which county ended up updating, but that was at 549. Um, so if you're a Camp perez fan, I think that's got to be a positive note to see it going that way rather than the, the what we saw in the primary. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like she has a pretty pretty good chance, which I will admit I didn't quite think that was the case. I mean, I just thought because of how we saw the primary for Republicans turn out that it would be Kent's, but yeah, it's, it's been a tight one, which I think she and her campaign felt that, but I was incredulous and it's, it was definitely correct. So if it holds, this will get tucked into the narrative that the election deniers, um, were repudiated in this election. Um, and I won't say who I supported in this race or if I supported anyone at all, but I do not support the big lie. So that would be overall a positive narrative to me. I agree. Uh, next race up, Patty Murray defeats Tiffany Smiley. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Can we bring Chad back in? We're done with the local races. So We still got um, the clerks race. Yeah, but I don't he think Silver Agency had anything. Happened. Silver Agency didn't. Let's bring him in. Okay. Give us a quick pause here. Chad, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, my God. Are you there? Oh, my God. I had to hold my breath the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. You guys didn't say anything that's going to get me sued, did you? No, I don't yet. think so. Okay, good. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Patty Murray defeats Tiffany Smiley in the U.S. Senate race. That's where more we like, left off. More obvious. like Tiffany Frowny. You've made that joke three times since you've been in the building today. Time. <laughs> Do you want to say it again? Yes. One more time, Aaron. Oh, my God. Um, I really was hoping that was the laugh track. Hearing that sound effect in person is outstanding. It's it's good stuff. It's isn't outstanding. It? Chad, what are your thoughts on the Patty Murray Tiffany Smiley race? I, I the reason I wanted to bring Chad back in is I want to say about Chad, he is great about letting us tell him when we don't want him to be around is like oh, the nice way of saying huge. it. But as the owner of the paper, you could come in and be like, I'm gonna do this, 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 yeah, and this, and there's that. nothing you can do about it. And but the other side is I know you love politics, so I wanted I you to be able to comment love on this. Politics. What do you oh, think about goodness. Murray Smiley? Oh my goodness. I you know, there's a lot of rhetoric that went around um, during the whole campaign, and it started to go. You started to hear things like Tiffany Smiley might have a chance. Oh my gosh, we might get this one. And if if you looked into the data and the actual numbers, I never saw it. It I never see, saw a chance where Tiffany was going to uh, to win this. So I didn't. I I thought maybe I was missing something, but I, I believe it. It probably came out the way that most people that actually look at data thought it would go come. That's 5743 basically, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even, I I didn't think it would be that big. I thought Tiffany Smiley would do a little bit better, but yeah, we're a blue state. Well, she did have the interesting campaign strategy of spending the entire race trashing Seattle and needing Seattle votes to, 
to kind of break through that barrier. Again, there are people yeah. in Seattle well, who trash Seattle. There like, are. It's there not, are. It's including not the like people that live in there. Thing. I keep hearing that argument, but I th- I think it'd be discouraging if you're a Republican in Washington that because I don't know that you can have a better candidate than Smiley. Like, well, Republicans in Washington certainly haven't forgotten the Maria Cantwell Slade Gorton race of 2000, and I think uh, there was a lot of hope for them that it would be like this with Tiffany Smiley because she was sort of more moderate than the other people who might have stepped up for this position. But um, I ultimately, like, I think our, to me, that shows at least, my opinion is that it shows our perspective of moderate has shifted because I don't think she's Slade Gorton moderate. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, it's moved pretty far to the right to where she's a moderate if she says the election wasn't stolen, exactly. which she told you in an interview it was not, with the shortest answer possible. Yep. <laughs> she no said, she said, no, and now we need to move on. Our country needs to move on and talk about these other things. And you and need to move on with yeah, a new question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's one of the things I liked about her. Uh, yeah. I mean, did, she, did she wink at you after that? <laughs> <laughs> we were on the phone, actually, so she, she may well have. <laughs> That was a good race, though. I thought they both they both did good. It was fun to do the coverage on it. I was really, really thankful that both of their campaigns wanted to do interviews with us. I was like, yeah, we're yeah, we can't we're let the that go tag. by. <laughs> we can't let that. Our coverage this year of all not just the local elections, but also the the, the statewide and then also the the national elections were it was amazing. I have never seen. Uh, the paper do that kind of coverage. Uh, Isabel was. You, I was going to say we've never Thank had you. any Isabel very, very before. Good. So Aww. yeah, I, I had a lot of people talk about how in depth the articles were and how much they appreciated them being done. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. I I had a really good time with it. I'm super glad it's over. It's like a well, kind they're of still counting. They're yeah. still counting. <laughs> no, I mean I'm super glad those like the profiles and debate coverages are over mostly just because they don't really have the like storytelling stuff that I sort of like. But I think, um, what I, the profiles, at least for Gluson Camperez and Joe Kent, I really enjoyed doing those. Cause I got to actually get to know both of them. You could tell it, you could tell that from the stories. And that's what people communicated with me is they, they could tell that you took the time to actually get to know the people that you were interviewing and, and you asked them intelligent questions. And I there were questions that. That other people wanted to know. No. So it was, yeah. it was well done. I appreciate that a lot. At the like next several junctures that I saw the two of them, we were on like a first name basis. Like it really did feel like we'd sat down and got to know each other. So not that they got to know me at all, but still it was cool. All right, moving on. Uh, in the Lewis Clowney, Lewis, Lewis Clowney, how dare Whoa. you? We'll oh, Whoa. <laughs> in the clerk's race, the incumbent Scott Tinney leads the challenger. Linda Williams, is it too close to call? Is it no? That's a that's a Tenny Tenny for the win. Uh, Tenny for the winnie. Yeah, Tenny <laughs> Tenny for the winnie in Lewis Clowney. Uh, yeah, no, I mean right. Scott showed up for our debate, and for me, that is. Uh, I mean, that if we had endorsed, he would have been endorsed simply for the fact that he showed up and did that and did his phone interviews, didn't require any special emails or anything like that. So, um, yeah, that's a win for, for Tenny. Absolutely. And Ross Nielsen leads Tom Croson in the race for Lewis County Assessor. I would not be able to identify either of these two gentlemen uh, if I saw a picture of them. Well, we, can you describe? They were in we the paper, really, so <laughs> we really enjoyed both of them. Their debate was the most lively for the Chronicle debates. Um, both of them 
clearly really passionate about the situation. Ross Nielsen worked in the assessor's office previously, and it looks like he'll probably stay there. So, um, yeah, it was one of those that's like, I don't think most people pay attention to who their assessor is. Uh, no offense, but, you know, still cool to see two candidates who care about it a lot. How did you have a debate with those two? Did you just hold up pictures of houses and be like, appraise? <laughs> That's awesome. Deal or no yeah, deal? Absolutely. How else would you do it? No, they had a they had a really good debate. It was actually like after the Snaza Murphy one, I had to tell them that theirs was less combative than it the was. assessors because uh, <laughs> Ross took umbrage with uh, with, with, with Tom Krausen's uh, statements quite a number of times. Um, and yeah, I would say Tom seemed to be a little more performative of the two. Like he was running it more of a politician and less as a job interview, which Ross said he was looking at it as a job interview. Um, but yeah, that was fun. That's why you have your local newspaper is to cover the local assessor's race because I don't think King 5 is going to be down for that one. Probably not. And then we have PUD elections also on there. Are those, do we need uh, to get into we that? We have Hadler is leading Emerson okay. in the PUD commissioner district three race. That's a pretty wide margin, wasn't it? Yeah. I yeah, I would so. say he won that one. Hadler, that is. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the other news. Um, we had a protest in Chehalis from the friends of Aaron Christensen who are asking for justice. For anybody who hasn't listened or hasn't read any news recently, uh, a hiker was found. His name was Aaron Christensen. He was a 49-year-old Portland man, dead next to his four-month-old puppy, Buzzo, on a trail near Walloped Lake just after 3.55 p.m. on Saturday, August 20th. Since then, his family and friends have reported receiving very little info from the sheriff's office um, about its investigation into the two deaths. And the friends and family also claim the sheriff's office instructed them not to go to the media due to concerns the attention would jeopardize the ongoing investigation. So Saturday, 20 or so people from the Portland area came to the corner of West Main and Southwest Shayless Avenue in Shayless with signs to seek justice for their friend and his dog. Good for them. Yeah, I, we had coverage of this on the day of, we did like live videos, Emily Fitzgerald and Jared Wenzelberger went out there and talked to the family and um, they were pretty active on our Facebook page afterwards and people were like, why weren't you going up there talking to the Snaza campaign who was waving signs up the street and they were like, dude, our friend died, you know, like our uncle and brother, like I think it was kind of a, I don't know. I mean, they were as nice as they possibly could be about it, but it was kind of a bummer to see them, like, deal with the classic Facebook comments that we get on the Chronicle page. Oh, God. Uh, those like, are very those educational, poor, apparently. Those poor yeah. folks. I mean, obviously, it's such so a sad. tragedy. But It's probably therapeutic to come up and do something after yeah. not being able to do anything for so long. Yeah. Um, and then also just come up to the county where it happened. Um, yeah. No, I, I was glad we covered it. Absolutely. You guys, you guys did a good job covering that. was so sad for None that family. None of the people in this room really did that much. Oh, I did nothing. Well, no, we, we, you guys covered the story and I think that's important. The family, the family needed, they needed that. They needed an outlet. They, and you know, whether it was right or wrong, it doesn't matter. That's what they needed. And, uh, you guys helped them with that. And I think it's good that they did what they felt they needed to do by coming up here. I, I hope that it, it helped them. And this is one of those areas where I hope that uh, the whatever uh, 
administration takes over in the sheriff's department. I hope that the communication there is something that is addressed because obviously in this case, you can see there, there is a breakdown that needs to be fixed. I agree. All right, next item. Plans. I was hoping Chad would keep talking to keep us from the next item because I think Aaron's huh. going to talk for a hot minute. I didn't even get to write the notes. This one looks fun. <laughs> uh, plans for YMCA camp at Mineral Lake halted by Lewis County commissioners. Lewis County looked straight at the YMCA and said, get the hell out of here, you goddamn <laughs> radicals. Uh, the nonprofit's dream of building a new overnight youth camp on the north shore of Mineral Lake came to a screeching halt when the commissioners unanimously voted down a rezone of the organization's property, which would have been the next necessary step to establish the camp. And so the organization did own the property. Yeah, it's their private property. And so the county is, once again, interfering in the rights of landowners. So this is like... Problematic. This is the angle at which I hinted to in the um, subhead of this story, which is, you know, they have been very vocal about disliking growth management in the past. All three of them have like talked about that. Certainly Lee Gross has talked about that a lot, but then, you know, when it comes to be in their favor, they're like, "Eh, you can't do this with your land. I mean, I, yeah. This has to do with zoning, right? Mm -hmm. They need to rezone the property to, in order for this facility, their property, (laughs) they need to rezone the property that's within the County that the County has zoning regulations over. Chad, what if the guy <laughs> right? came in right now and said, you can't have a goddamn podcast in this building? Well, if if there was an existing podcast that I was already doing, they changed the zoning after I was already doing it, there'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. But if I bought the building knowing that I couldn't do a podcast on it and that I needed to have it rezoned, then, so you, you know, there like it is. So you like growth management? No, I'm not saying I like growth management. I think that but the county is, is charged with zoning, Correct. <laughs> the county's job is to zone. I'm not well, saying they did the right or wrong thing. I'm just saying that's their job. But what if the county, during this discussion, said, uh, Chad, how do you feel about critical race theory or gender reassignment Don't surgery like it. or defunding Don't the like police? It. Don't like it. And then they made their decision based upon that. If YMCA supported those things, I'd be completely fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The YMCA has some suspect things here. Have oh, you read their they? stuff? Yeah. Go on. Oh, uh, I, I didn't realize it? you were against it's, young Isabel probably doesn't want to dress up as construction this. workers, Native American. This oh, is the yeah, Young right. Man Christians Association. I like, mean, it I, is I, a youth camp. Young Man and Christian uh, are the first three words in Sean Swope's Twitter <laughs> can we, are they can really? we just Let's cut through the argument. It is what it is. You have three elected officials who would like to remain elected officials, <laughs> and the entire town of Mineral, save for a few, are opposed to it, so they were against it. That is what it is. Let's we don't have to argue anything else. That's that. That's the entire thing. And that the YMCA has some <laughs> like, suspect stuff they support, I guess. Yeah, I it doesn't, it doesn't I, matter. If, it if, does. if I mean, YMCA showed up and Mineral was like, oh, good, this is like a, this is, <laughs> no, no. If they were like, this will help, you know, economically, we're going to get this influx of people. They're going to have to have gas. They're going to get some food. Um, we're going to get this every, so if that had been the case in some alternative reality, you would have had a three zero vote in favor of the rezone. That's it's that's, politics. That's worth mentioning also, Chad, that there have been several development propositions on these parcels North of mineral Lake, but the County has, has turned them down every time. And, and it's not just for YMCA. For Most of the time they have been for housing developments. So it's certainly not fair to say that the the organization's values were like the reason that there hasn't been development on the land in the past. So I don't That's know. That's a really good point. That's a, I didn't even I didn't even go at it. I didn't think about it from that 
that point of view. Um, so they've just been opposed to rezoning that land. Doesn't matter. In general, what it I is. think mineral as a community is opposed to the forest by the land being altered in any way, which of course right. I can sympathize with. But sure. yeah. Anyways. Anyway, during this meeting, Swope asked representative from the why about where the nonprofit stands on critical race theory, gender reassignment theory, and gender reassignment surgery and defunding the police in what kind of sounds like a McCarthy-esque rant. Um, pretty weird. Anyway. It's weird unless you read their material. I, <laughs> I mean, it, it, but, but what Isabel said is that the, the YMCA part of it, or the rezone part of it, the YMCA shouldn't even have really been part of the, the case, right? They just well, want to rezone. It's a land use decision, right? Sure. And so the actual camp, like the building of the camp is not what the commissioners are determining here. Right, just what the, the they, use of the property they, is. They, instead of determining just that, have been gifted more information about the plans for the land by the YMCA because they chose to release that information. But this isn't a, this isn't a binding site plan. This is a, we would like to build something here. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, look at the way the ports are developing right now. They're right now making plans on what types of industry they want inside the port so that they can control, you know, they don't want the big pads of, uh, um, land that gets used inside the port that doesn't create a lot of jobs and things like that. So they're, they're zoning and allowing the types of businesses they want into them. I don't know. Damn elected officials. It's politics. That's all it is. I love it. Uh, I don't, he's just up there grandstanding. I don't like yeah. it. Well, if it's a land use decision, just say, hey, yep. hey, we're doing this because of land use. Don't get Absolutely. up there and commit the magic act of somehow sitting behind a microphone and at the same time showing everybody your entire ass. <laughs> well, hey, I think just if it's a land use issue, then make it a land use issue. That's, that's fine. I get that. Yeah, don't just yeah. dip your hand into the hat with, you know, Alex Jones talking points in it and pull three out and shout at the YMCA. <laughs> I will say, I will hey. say, I'm not as so Aaron, <laughs> angry about it as you, Aaron. I just wonder why, like, unless you're just trying to signal to your constituents, you would do that. Like, even if you thought it and you felt really strongly about it, if you're all three going to vote for it to not happen and just get it over with. Yeah, just have the vote. You can just say no to somebody without being like, you no, save yourself and also some, you're an asshole. Save, some, save yourself some Well, I don't, maybe, maybe they totally didn't. Honest. I didn't know if he had the votes before he started talking. Though. You think I, he convinced Pollock and Gross? I think that Gross was, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, I don't know if Gross was as opposed to it as uh, well, To is. be honest, I was, that's a good point. I was I surprised. Yeah. I, I was surprised that they all three voted against it. I thought, yeah, I don't know. And I, I before Gross was commissioner, or maybe it was shortly after he was in the process of like getting nominated or something, the, there was one of those community meetings in Mineral where the YMCA was there, and Lee Gross was there, and I was talking to him about it, and I thought that he thought it was a good idea. But then I, so maybe he did have his mind changed by Sean. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I see you still have some notes here. Are you going <laughs> <laughs> to? He wants to call people there. more asses. It's fun. <laughs> no. I like it. I like seeing him riled up. This is great. I mean, look, if you, if you find yourself in a position to where the things who you have come out against recently are a church that helps the homeless people 
the YMCA. And also gives him needles to shoot up heroin. And <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa. Clean needles. Oh, I'm sorry. They're clean needles. Whoa, uh, clean gives needles. them needles to they, shoot up heroin? Exchange needles to no, shoot up heroin. No, how about exchanges needles so people don't die of all of What's the next? things Are that we gonna get? Okay, tell no, me this. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, whoa. You, is this what they're making me? Is this what we're making this into? Because if you've he listened calls John to- an ass. If Why can't I have a debate no, about this? I said he showed everybody his <laughs> Okay. If you've listened this to the podcast at all, you'll know how we feel about harm reduction, especially given- Absolutely. The, so- Oh. Can nobody be? Can I not be against needles and be on this podcast? You cannot. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that my opinion was not a valid up here. I don't know how we got to this from YMCA though. Again, politics. They mm-hmm. you the say people of mineral sorry. don't want the camp. <laughs> so <laughs> the politicians say no five year old dog dying in on Alaska instead. Is that would that cheer you up? I, I wanted to make one last comment because this project was one uh, where the Nisqually tribe is a partner, and we do have a newspaper um, that borders the the tribe up there, the mm-hmm. Nisqually Valley News. And I think a camp like this would be a great benefit to the youth of that area so let's i don't i don't feel like saying that this whole camp is bad ymc is bad is a good idea when they want to invest in something that's going to help youth that are in many cases underprivileged i'm not saying it has to be on mineral lake but i think the description of the camp from the uh official at the ymca who wrote a commentary for us a couple weeks ago sounded like a damn good time for a lot of kids oh we're talking we're bringing dams into this now damn good time oh my gosh with an n Uh, do we have to talk about the dog? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about the dog. Why is it sad? The dog didn't die. Oh, Oh, that's why he's sad. Well, good. That's a win then. Hero (laughs) of the week. Dog. (laughs) A kid got bit in the face. (laughs) Oh, you know, the kid's a hero then. I don't know. I didn't read the story and I'm not going to. Never mind. Then let's move on. Oh, no, don't. Isabel, can you just take this one? I liked it. I I think this is a good story. 40 minutes. Okay, that's fine. Mr. I want to go see my kids all of a sudden wants to talk about a dog biting a child in the face. Well, I thought it had some benefit to the newspaper, which I know you don't care about, Aaron. Mr. Hold News for three editions. Oh, oh God, we're pause. all so right. I want to pause ah. to say if you're looking forward to seeing the all area teams in the paper, they're not going to be. So get the paper on Saturday and you will be able to read them. In the meantime, you can pick up the Daily World, the Daily News or the Olympian and they will all have the results. I can't believe this is how I chose to spend my sir. evening. Wow. 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 Sorry, this has been one, boiling in slack for person, quite some time. You can't have a debate with me and get all irritated. Come on now. We're adults. I want to say we I don't want to make this into KELA. I it's mean, not I, KELA. <laughs> go read the A Not Dangerous Dog designation. But the thing on is, KELA. I just want people you. to read the story <laughs> and know that Isabel has a series coming up on the dad board about dogs, and it's going to be really good. I am looking forward to that. Okay, next item. Agencies rally for annual flood meeting as rain raises river levels. The county had their annual flood prep meeting. Agencies talked about mutual aid response. There's a related story about the the office of the Shayless Basin talking about flood warning systems and non-dam alternatives. You can sign up for flood alerts and learn more about conditions at shahalisriverflood.com. I encourage you to do so. Their flood alert system was useful last winter. You guys think it's going to be a big flood year? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a big flood year. I say that every year, though, so maybe it won't be. Um, but, yeah, one of the non-dam alternatives that we were able to run a map of is to divert the Shalis River from, what, like just north of Providence Hospital or not north? Basically, we'd move the south. Mellon Street Bridge and, like, spin the Shalis back behind Providence and then back into the stem where it is now, which 
is something that was considered in the 90s. When there wasn't like entire neighborhoods there. And they postponed their public portion as far as like the five concepts they're working with because it sounds like they want to workshop it a little bit because the concepts are, I mean, they're pretty big, big ideas. And that's compared to a dam on the Shales River, which is a big idea. Um, but these are landscape altering things as well. All right. Next o- item. Also be prepared for floods or you will have flood legs. Louis- oh, gosh. <laughs> Thank you once again. Speaking for of floods, <laughs> we need Centralia to get your has a sandbag machine. That's right. And we learned this at the Lewis County Mayor's meeting, which covered homeless camps, growth and sandbags. But the big item, Lewis County or Centralia has a sandbag machine now. Where is it going to be set up? Uh, yep. The first one in Lewis County. (laughs) (laughs) The first one. My guess it'll be right outside the window here. Like they always set the sandbag station. But where will the tire pile go? Uh, That's 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 not during flood season, Aaron. You're confusing your piles. (laughs) Dirt piles are for the winter and for the fall. God, the tire pile feels so long ago now. The The tire pile summers at the landfill. The sandbag machine is such a good idea that I wonder, is the sandbag machine new or did we just finally think of getting a sandbag machine? I mean, we don't, I don't know at all, but what if it comes out that like the city of Centralia has had it all along and they've sat there watching people load up their bags. And then one day somebody's like, oh shit, we forgot to roll it out yet again. No, I'm here to say that the city of Centralia has had a sandbag machine and its name is Peter Abarno. That's true. (laughs) He's out there all the time. Every flood. (laughs) I'll look out my window. He's out there shoveling sandbags. Also from the mayor's meeting, we have... um, Isabel's casting a knowing look at Aaron. (laughs) This winter, when one community development staffer realized there was a deadline for comprehensive plan amendments across Lewis County in 2025, she assembled a team of Lewis County's most courageous, most cunning municipal leaders... Beginning in January, this ragtag team of mayors gets together to kick and punch their way through data on rapid growth in housing. <laughs> that was surprisingly you did exactly good. exactly how I thought you should do it. Good. Did you, you tell did him that, that? Perfectly. No, I just wrote it. I just wrote it with the emphasis, and he did it perfectly. It said movie trailer voice. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this is about. What are they? What so are they doing? Basically, what did I just announced this was my <laughs> <laughs> this was my attempt to turn the most boring news into something kind of. Exciting, but basically, there's going to be a group of the mayors or municipal representatives and county people meeting starting January to talk about recent data on um, it's like housing and population forecast for the next 20 years. And then all of that data will be kind of doled out between the county, and all of the towns will have to update their comprehensive plan amendments. So basically, this is just a teaser for coverage that we will start having in January and something that I heard for the first time at the mayor's meeting. And it is sort of interesting if you are a city councilor or something like that. But like I said, it's not the most exciting news ever. So I had to give you a movie trailer voice. Well, thank you. It was awesome. (laughs) You did perfectly. (laughs) You did good. I'm so happy. Um, All right. We're going to take a break and then we'll be back with segments. 
Hi, this is Jacek from Summit Funding. Here's what a recent client is saying about us. Hi, this is Chad Taylor. Have you been thinking about purchasing or refinancing your current home? The team at Summit Funding is the best in class. Looking for a conventional FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo, or even a reverse mortgage? Trust the team at Summit Funding. Corley and I did, and we couldn't be happier. Thank you to all of our past clients. If you have any questions, give us a call at 360-330-4037. All right, we're back with Tales from the Takes page, a.k.a. the Opinion section, and we have a column from Julie McDonald on reflections on a turbulent summer and election season. She talked about Jamie Herrera Butler and how she admires her for voting for impeachment after the January 6th attack on the Capitol. From her column, she writes, quote, It will be interesting to see whether Kent, if he trails and loses in the final election count, concedes gracefully as Jamie Herrera Butler did. But perhaps he'll win, and we'll never know. She also compared Mar-a-Lago to Hillary Clinton's emails, among other things, and was sort of like, hey, Republicans, where's all that outrage you had? Before calling the party a cult of personality. And for those who don't know Julie McDonald, when I started here as a reporter, she was the resident conservative. Like, her columns were, from a conservative point of view, she would write about politics. She's always had a mind for history, so she also writes about that. Um, but to speak to Isabel's comment on the, you know, the spectrum kind of shifting, um, she finds herself disenfranchised and not able to be a part of that party. And I understand that sentiment completely. She wrote this column. She said she's been working on it since September, but didn't feel comfortable going with it. That's why there's some references to the primary that seem like they were written a little more freshly. Um, mm -hmm. Jamie Herrera Butler being behind by just 900 votes and conceding and saying, you know, it's the writing's on the wall, um, and I'm going to step back. Um, so this is not, as you're going to see in some of the comments, if you follow this post on Facebook or whatever, where she's you know immediately called a liberal and all that. It's kind of surreal for me knowing her for this long amount of time and seeing a conservative, like a conservative's conservative. Now, here we are in 2022, and she's a rhino, she's a liberal, she's everything else, um, because she didn't fall in line. And I appreciated the column. Um, I, I thought it was well thought out, well written, um, and captured her opinion perfectly. Yeah, she's a good embodiment of the idea that some people have said, where, like, I didn't leave the party, the party left me, I think. Yeah, I think so. And she insists, I mean, it's her walk-off like line. She's not a rhino. She's not a Republican in name only. Um, she just doesn't want to anything to do with a, uh, as she wrote a party that is dealing only in bullying, nastiness and despicable behavior. Um, I would note like some commenters did, there is that type of behavior on the left as well. Um, and maybe there's some, maybe there's another, maybe there's a liberal columnist somewhere that has become so sickened with the far end of their party that they also are disenfranchised. I haven't seen that yet. Mm -hmm. um, so I think she's being true to herself and true to her values. And we are fortunate to have her as a columnist for a lot of reasons. All right. Uh, People's champion of the week. We have three nominees. We have the Lewis County auditor's office and election workers everywhere for doing democracy. Hell yeah. Yes. We also have District 15 firefighters. Hell yes. I like them too. <laughs> they responded to the Winlock fire? Uh, yeah, District 15 is the Winlock firefighters. They had a crew of two, and they're the ones we talked about earlier, showed up, and they had to do something. So like before every other fire district in the county got there, they're the ones facing the evacuated building with smoke coming out, and maybe yeah. there's someone still in there. So, and I mean, Scary. That's, I feel like that's 
That's heroic of them to crawl up into the second floor, under the smoke, into the heat. Um, yeah, I, nothing but love for District 15 tonight. Yeah, that Winlock fire, what a thing. Was, was Svensson out there? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was. Yeah. He actually contributed some uh, video and photos that we ran on Facebook wow. today. Wow, he, he was shooting video while playing a fiddle? That's he, impressive. <laughs> not everything has to be political, Aaron. Uh, he, <laughs> on, that, was, that was a good I believe he, <laughs> I believe he owns the building next Wait, to the one that caught on fire. Does he actually play a fiddle? So, it's a, think about it. Well, Don't think about it. It's We're talking about the you, fire. He gave like us a, some video from the second floor of the building next to it where the fl- flames started pouring out, and it was really good. He got there before. Obviously, he lives in Winlock. That's he, his building right, right across the street, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he was there. Yeah, okay. And then I threw Ed Orcutt on here, and, you know, Ed, you're not going to win it this week, but I just wanted to give him a shout-out. He sponsored the Purple Heart legislation that made Washington a Purple Heart state. Yeah, and I like I'm going to be very honest. I'm just mentioning it in hopes that Mary Astrid will come in with goodies tomorrow. Because <laughs> every time we mention uh, the Purple Heart legislation, she treats the newsroom very well. She's the best. She you guys are spoiled good, by her. She's the best. She is awesome. Uh, District 15 takes it. Yes. Yeah, let's give it to the firefighters. Ooh, but also, nice. the auditor's office, hell yeah. True champions. What a, I wish I could watch a highlight reel of them counting ballots over there. You know <laughs> what I mean? Just like a top 10 from the evening. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I also thought like it'd be cool if the Chronicle sent the auditor's office some pizza one of these days. Pizza, oh, something cooler. I don't know. You some have a credit card, Eric. You have a credit card. I know you know how to use it, too. It's a, it, I've always <laughs> felt kind of like a, a, a kinship with the auditor's office, even before the election uh, BS started to surface. Just because they're over there working late. Journalists are working late. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. They're yeah, a great right. group of people. No one's ever won more People's Champions of the Week than the Lewis County Auditor's Office, so That's they true. can hang an honorable mention this week. Yeah, all right. And then Sirens Banger of the Week. This one, just too good not to make it. A newspaper was reported stolen from the 500 block of South Tower Avenue at 4 p.m. on November 6th. A suspect is under investigation. <laughs> what does that mean? You I know, hope that like, guy goes to jail what? forever. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this crime wave. <laughs> It's uh, horrible. Old newspaper. Did they say which newspaper it was? I just want to say that whoever it is, if you happen to hear this, or if your newspaper was stolen, come on down to uh, we'll 321 North one. Pearl Street, and we will make it right. Yeah. yeah. That we will. All right. Uh, We're going to catch that bastard. <laughs> I, I didn't prepare any Facebook comments of the week. If you... Aw, darn. If you really need to, to get in on the uh, Discord. I wrote one down. Um, I got my third paycheck in the last week from working from home. <laughs> there it is. That's all I got. Uh, you know what you could do with that third paycheck? Uh, you could, well, you wouldn't need it to get the roof doctor out there to have a look That's at right. your roof because there's estimates. free estimates at the roof doctor. Wow. Commercial, residential, they even do mobile homes. You know, if you got roof issues, you can, you, you can rest assured the roof doctor is going to be able to h- hook you up. Do you know what the number is for the roof doctor? 736 0246. <laughs> right on the side of their building along the freeway. It's a family-owned roofing company. Since when? Since 1959. I'm glad oh, you asked. That's a long time ago. So long. They make house calls. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Chad, did you know that? Were you aware? I, I do now. Actually, I know. I've known for a long time because I am an avid listener to the podcast. Do you want me to shout some more Roof Doctor facts at you? Oh, gosh, please. What are the, re- how, what are the reviews saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's just get right to it. The facts. Well, Doug R. says roofing was done timely and quality was superb. And if you don't believe Doug, Paul R. says, I'm so impressed by the excellent job that the Roof Doctor crew did replacing my roof today. They did an awesome job. Well, and Leslie, is this, is this, is this Kyle's wife? 
says, the it roof doctor be. Olympia did excellent work for us on two properties. That sounds like Kyle. He's got a lot of houses, right? He's a mogul. Everyone was professional and treated us with respect. They did high quality work and they did it quickly. I would recommend them for any roofing job in the region. Wow. Great stuff. Wow. Also, best of Lewis County finalist. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but 20 years in a row. A long, long time. Uh, what's in the next edition? Uh, we have all our election coverage in there, which it's always a little funky on election nights. Your numbers are going to be a little different by the time you get your physical copy of your paper. We'll try to update it online. Um, and then obviously if any elections change, that'll be there. But aside from election stuff, uh, we've got, uh, oh man, we've got lots of stuff. Centralia City Council created a homeless task force last night at their meeting. Um, you can read about that. There's a story from Owen Sexton. Um, we have the second installment of our weekly Lewis County area hunting highlights. If you'd like to look at, look upon dead deer and elk and such, uh-huh. uh, it's been a very, very popular thing online for us. Um, and or if you see. like to look upon smiling children's faces, yeah, smiling children's faces. Yes. That's There's also a fun photo package and a small story on the Morton elementary school bringing in a tank of, I think it was trout, right? Yes. And then they did some fishing for the day. It was just a fun, cute thing. Yes, just fun and cute. It was very fun, fun and, and cute. cute. <laughs> if yes, you like smiling children's faces, there was also it. some fish dismemberment if you watched oh the video. Oh, my God. That's fine. Uh, we also have Charlie Albright is going to be in concert here pretty soon. Normally, oh, they don't I even really send us a news him. release on this because it sells out. So if you're a podcast oh. listener, you might be able to go and get yourself a ticket it's right now Friday, before it's sold out. Yeah, I'm going to try and do guarantee that. You. Have you been before? No, but I've wanted to for a very long time. He's very contemporary. It's... It's like not my total favorite, but he's his talent is totally I've heard it's unlike unreal. anyone else. Yeah, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> also, <laughs> one <do>. one final <laughs> thing we'll have is there's it's, it'll be chock full of uh, sports previews for uh, specifically football. There's do you want a, to talk about what's not well. in the sports section? I already yeah. did. I already aired that grievance. <laughs> Pick up your any paper but the Chronicle to get all area, unless you're getting it on Saturday. Um, or I'm go to cronline.com to read too much <laughs> hot preview content in there. Fair <laughs> enough. That's what I was going to say. Is Alec Dietz, our sports editor? is clearly just kicking ass him and Josh Kirschenbaum they i mean they're pumping out stories rankings previews oh, faster amazing. than i can like they got a lot of good keep stuff up in there. with it yeah. i mean i dare say that this is the best prep sports coverage we've ever had in the last wow. when did you start working at the Chronicle? people, people are saying when were yeah. you sports they're talking probably our best since 2009 they are led by an associate <laughs> editor aren't they there's an yeah. associate editor over here that's kind of leading helping lead the helm contributing really. contributing yeah they are, you're right, though. They are, it is so amazing. They're, they're doing a good job. Oh. They both got a, a knack for... You know I appreciate you helping them story. out, too, Aaron. I'm just giving you a hard time. You know what? Maybe... No, and Alec is better. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll beg, and I'll tell you how awesome you are. Please don't leave us. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you already did. I know. <laughs> In closing, we're sponsored by Summit Funding and the Roof Doctor. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review if you'd like. Makes no difference to me. Any final words from the rest of you? 